and yeah, even, so like- right and i want to just chime in because it just resonated I'm sorry resonated in my spirit like even with you going through all of it like you keep saying that you know I'm going I'm facing all this I'm in mental season you know my son is not speaking you know we're dealing with you know financially where we're just having enough just to get by so even with all of that going on you know you're being obedient to God God has blessed you your family with another seed you got another baby that's coming so even with that being said because I just you know experienced Chastity just experienced too when you have another baby that's being brought into the family into the household you're now thinking about the finances and the providing for that child Mm -hmm. so God not am I only in this season where we're only having enough just to get by with this one baby that's struggling that these people just called and just told me that we need to pay a hundred dollars a session for him to go to speech therapy now god you're bringing in another seed father god so god you want me to be obedient to your word and be obedient to what it is that you're telling me to do and stay in your will but father god we got another child that's coming in nine months and we got another child that's coming in eight months what and he was like, and he was like, you can't go back to work. Cause that was where I was at. So when I remember crying, I was like, what do you want? What do you want? Mm-hmm. I was the like, at this point, I don't have it. I don't have it. And it was, um, mm-hmm. I mean, he sent a lot of people to speak to me during that time. Like this is just mm-hmm. a season. It's going to end. Um, I remember like, but it was, I had to dig deep. Cause there were a lot of things that he was showing me that deep-rooted stuff of you don't trust me Mm. you don't trust my will you don't trust that I'm going to take care of you Mm. I even remember at one point processing with someone uh, I had hired like a mindset coach or or something at the time I mean Mm. I pulled from my 401k I pulled like I did everything I could to keep stuff afloat Mm -hmm. because I was just trying to do it and all the while like I'm being bombarded with uh, godly ideas Mm. I'm like what are you throwing at me right now I don't have it to do like Mm. I don't have it father like I mean God carried me he literally was holding me up with his hands that whole year last year so we get to like this is what happened it was God Lord Jesus thinking about it again so we get to um July-ish at this Mm -hmm. point I'm like I gotta start seeking you again because I had stopped my routine do you do you feel like in July this was your season you you made it to a point on the level of ready to release because it seemed like you were still trying to hold on I was was like I don't I was just walking through I really was just going day by day Mm -hmm. I wasn't even trying to honestly figure out what's going on it's at one point I was just trying to get through the day but I would literally have bouts of crying spells like when I would see my son would not respond to me when he wasn't repeating back to me. Like, I just like, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. This isn't not normal. Never had an issue with my pregnancy. My pregnancy was great. Like no issues. Mm-hmm. I did have a high risk pregnancy, but that's a whole nother story. So anyway, we get to July and I had a friend, she and I were kind of going through the same thing. And I said, I got to get back into my routine with the Lord because I can't, honestly, I'm not surviving spiritually at this point. Like I mm-hmm. need my foundation again. And I knew that that was what I needed, but I just was struggling with so much disappointment with God that I did not know how to approach him in a way that was not anchor. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I can't even come to you and be like, I'm broken. I'm coming to you angry. Mm. Mm. So she and I kind of just held each other accountable, getting up in the morning, seeking the Lord's face. July was a shift. I don't really know what happened, Mm -hmm. but there was a lot of the time for about a good two weeks. I'm seeking God every day. He's not saying a word to me. What would you do? What were you doing? I would just come and sit at my desk and I would write my feelings out on a piece of paper uh, or my iPad, piece of paper, same thing. Um, Write my feelings out, read a devotional, pray, go about my day. And I was just let out, God, I'm struggling. I don't understand what's going on. What is, what am I supposed to do? What do I do about Elijah? What do I do about my husband? Like, how do I get through this pregnancy? Just coming to him consistently, mm-hmm. not getting any word at all. Um, and I was just coming consistently and I started to feel myself get hopeful. Nothing shifted, but my response to everything started to shift. Mm-hmm. Because your, your atmosphere changed, you changed your absolutely. atmosphere. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I started to include God again. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't even including him at first. I was like, mm-hmm. this is horrible. I don't You're know. inviting, you was you started to invite him back into absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have to kind of also understand that there are ebbs and flows in your season with God. Mm-hmm. And what the Lord showed me was that I needed you to see how ugly your sin is mm-hmm. and how much you require me. Mm-hmm. and like sin is ugly and what God was showing me was like I can handle all of you good and ugly mm-hmm. so when you come into me upset I can handle that when you're mm-hmm. coming to me broken I can handle that you think at one point you can be on the high top of the mountain and that you can't fall and that your sin is ugly mm. I mean who I saw when I was upset and disappointed I was like, I wouldn't want to see myself this way, Lord. So it was a lot of shame. It was a lot of Mm. frustration. It was a lot Mm -hmm. of, you left me. And he's like, I would never leave you. I will never leave your side. So it was me kind of reintroducing myself again to God in a different way. And God's showing me himself again and again and again. Mm. So August happened. And also in the while of this also happening with my son, I was thinking he had autism. Mm-hmm. I was like struggling with like, so everything was a trigger. If I would hear my friends, kids talk, I would mm-hmm. ball out. All those reminders of what you're lacking right oh, now. Oh, well, what it appears to be like you're lacking. Yeah. And so, then also, you know, it's the, the, the tricks of the mind that makes you think, oh, it's way worse than what it is when oh, you're yeah. in this season. Yeah, of, yeah. 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 Google, so, Dr. Google. Yeah. Yeah, sure. so that's why sure. you were like, okay, is he autistic? You know, I was, I'm a person of clarity. So that's a, that can be a blessing and a curse at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. So I, in the same boat, like I thrive when I understand something and can put a name to something. Mm-hmm. So when I was trying to figure out what's going on with him, I'm like looking up everything, like what interventions I need to find, X, Y, and Z. So August came, my son caught COVID and we ended up, me him and Nico ended up getting COVID. We were stuck in the house for two weeks. The two weeks of time that we were in the house, two things happened. My, son, my husband had got a new job at the time. So he ended up switching jobs. And then I got to spend a lot of time with Elijah. Mm-hmm. I saw him thrive and I was like, 
this boy ain't autistic. He just mm-hmm. got a speech delay. Mm-hmm. And I, the end of that guy was showing me, I needed you to see this. Like, mm-hmm. I needed you to see, like, I have not left you. Mm-hmm. I have not, this is not what you're thinking it is. So we, my husband switched jobs shortly after that. I re-reached back out to the speech therapist we reached out before. And our insurance ended up covering it. And it was on like $50. Mm-hmm. Randomly, Nico came home one day and was like, but I've been paying into an HSA account and I ain't even know. So he ended up and still is getting speech therapy for free because we use this what? HSA. Girl, so, all along. <laughs> it was there for you all, all along. And oh he didn't my even God. know. So he so he's been in speech now since September. He's met like all his goals currently. And has thrived, thrived, thrived. The other thing that happened um, shortly after that was God was telling me to, um, he told me to expand my therapy practice. And I was probably like seven months pregnant at this point, seven, almost eight months pregnant. And I'm like, sir, I ain't about to push a baby out of me. What do you mean expand this practice? I can't see no more people. (laughs) God like, look. Here you go again. <laughs> I am I bamboozled. So baby, you be hard head, Rosalyn. Yeah, I do know. Literally, I am that child. I'm mm-hmm. hard headed. So in between this season, I was also looking for a job. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna go. And I, I think God gave me the grace to explore that and came to a point before I extended the practice of almost getting a job and he was showing me like you don't have time to get another job there's other things for you to do so I was like okay let me be obedient he told me then extend the practice so I opened up uh, put a consultation link on my directories that I'm on and I started just getting people I mean I was getting like three or four people in a week Mm. in my private practice Mm. So by nine, so by nine months, I'm where I worked up till I was 38 weeks. I don't know what I was thinking, but you know, here we are. Um, (laughs) I was was 38 weeks counseling. Oh my God. I don't know why I was doing that. (laughs) You remember when we did my podcast? Yeah, I know you were. I was was pregnant, pregnant. And so now after I had Amir, I restarted my practice back in March. I'm almost full because mm-hmm. I opened up that and it's giving me the opportunity to be able to work from home I can have mm-hmm. him we're good financially now and it brings me back to when you were at, at point a of your journey of this journey a part of your story mm-hmm. you was like I like what I'm doing with the coach because it's convenient I get to work from home the money is good da, 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 da. and God's like although I because he told you that he wants you to just stay in, in mental health and you was like what but he's like, although, you know, I want you to do with this, I'm still going to give you the desires of your heart, but it's just going to be different. It's going to be within the desires of what I have for you. Mm-hmm. 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 And his timing. And his timing. His timing. Yeah. And so shortly after having Amir, I switched Elijah's daycares. I was very scared about that. Switched him to daycares. He is the amount of words my baby says now in a month and a half of being there is mind blowing to me. Mm. And so God, and even, oh, that story, Jesus, my God. So my doula at the time switched her baby to this daycare. It's like a learning center, essentially. And 
I had been praying. I said, Lord, I need to move this boy. He cannot be in his home daycare anymore. Love my daycare lady. She was great. I'm even going to send my baby to her. But he wasn't thriving because Mm -hmm. he wasn't getting, I felt like the attention he needed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, you have to help me. Like I was at the end of the pregnancy at that point. It was probably like October to December. I had a mirror in January. And he was like, do not move him. And I said, sir, I need my baby to talk. Like what's going on? You got to help me like figure out what's going on. So he was like, do not move him. So when I had the baby, I said, Lord, look, I got it. We got to start something to get him help. So my doula made mention to me, like, why don't you just call? I said, Lord, I'm going to pray about this to you. If it is supposed to happen, let it be easy. Call mm-hmm. the new daycare. The director and I talked. She had just came off of maternity leave. So mm-hmm. she wasn't even available before all of this. Mm-hmm. She came off maternity, called her. She said, well, is he bot- potty trained? I was like, well, he's been getting potty trained in his daycare since November. So yeah, she was like, as long as he's wearing pull-ups, he can come. She was like, we really don't even take kids until they're two and a half. He had just turned two. Mm. She said, we really don't take kids until two and a half. And I have one spot. Wow. He needed so, to finish getting potty trained at his old daycare. You trying to pull him out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was like, we'll come. He came. She said, God, when do you want to start? Man. When do you want to start? I said, we can start next month. And we put him in the following month. It's been beautiful. I and my old daycare lady, she was like, we don't want him to go, but it's fine. Yeah. Like, know the baby too. She was like, anytime you're ready. Yeah. Provision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leave in the right way, mm-hmm. in the right time. You still yeah. got a good relationship with the old daycare. You can bring your, your mm-hmm. other baby. They know you, your baby going to be trusted in good hands because you left in a good way. And God Wild. God so, said, let me order your steps. Let me care for you. Mm-hmm. let me take care of you let me order that you. was my whole thing last year was like you got me out here you ain't you ain't gonna take care of me like and this that's brings a me that's a deep-rooted thought and it brings me back to like our thing our title for this episode having a baby after your 30s and where i was going with how we try to box ourselves in and how things should look and go for ourselves mm-hmm. that even in your 30s when we like, we put, try to put ourselves in our in our mind in this mental time clock, get married when I'm about this age, have my job together by this age, have my baby, and then this, this, and that, you know, even it, it doesn't, you can have your I'm first baby in your 20s, your you can have your first babies mm-hmm. in your 40s. There yeah. is no perfect time to do what you need to do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Rather mm-hmm. your baby is a business, rather your baby is a it was an actual baby, rather your baby is a new relationship, rather your baby is singleness, rather your baby is trying to be absent, rather your baby may be walking with the Lord. Mm-hmm. There's no perfect time. And There's I think no that's the time. thing. Like, like I think now when I think of my career, like in some way, shape, or form, it's kind of established, but there's so much that has happened mm-hmm. and so many transitions we've experienced, even with getting married and having kids mm-hmm. that looks so different now. Like mm-hmm. we have to now manage in our thirties. I'd be like, Nico, we're going to be in our fifties with kids <laughs> that's graduating high school. And that should be the time we should be traveling to Paris. He's like, well, you're right. But at the same time, it's like, 
that timing you can't predict Mm -hmm. really the only thing you're supposed to do is be obedient and the thing i and the thing that i like is that with god he make it so that he put us in situations where he make it so where we can't do nothing but honor him mm-hmm. because if you wouldn't have had the relationship that you have with God mm-hmm. if you wouldn't ever listened to him you could have easily got another job and that other job could have been if it wasn't for the other job the second job I got or if it wasn't for you know it could have been that but because you were obedient because you have the relationship that you have with God it's because of God Mm-hmm. giving glory to him yes the church that whatever situation that you're in now is yes. because of him not the yes. second job not the additional job not even not the money because you you said that finances was like my slick savior yeah oh, because there was so many there was so much deep-rooted past stuff like mm-hmm. my parents owned a business they lost their business mm-hmm. they were millionaires and their business grossed millions of dollars mm-hmm. And I remember watching that as a kid. And I said to, I said to God, I was like, I don't ever want to do that. But he had to, he had to really strip me of like, mm-hmm. you may not want to do that. You still kind of got some remnants of mm-hmm. reliance on finances and all of these things. But also God blesses even when we walk astray, because I, when the, the part-time job I worked for was a season of time where I was like, I can't do this. I need to go find a job. I was interviewing for jobs. This was a, they didn't pick me for the full-time job. Mm-hmm. They picked somebody else mm-hmm. and then reached out to me later and said, do you want, so even in the times that we are still in ourselves and trying to figure it out, he still provides a ram somewhere mm-hmm. in the bush for us. Thank you. And I think it just goes back to, even though I was like, I'm frustrated. I don't know what to do. I'm going to go do this. I was always still coming back to my prayer with him and like, is this what I should do? What, 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 what is it? What is right for me? And so I'll say like, just even having a baby in my thirties, you're still figuring stuff out. Like there's Mm -hmm. just no perfect time. And I think when you put yourself on that timeline, you limit, you put God in a box. Because when we're comparing ourselves outside looking in, we're like, oh, me being a mom would be so much easier if I was married. Mm-hmm. I would not be going through this if I was not a single Baby. mom. Baby, listen. There's, <laughs> a different, there's just a different strategy. Like I think mm-hmm. for single parents, there is a higher level of reliance on support. Mm-hmm. And if you think in your mind that you can do this, I pull on my support as a married woman mm. all the time mm. because there's no support. way you can do it you better pull this absolutely mm-hmm. it's a it's a prideful thing to think you can do it on your own it's a, wow. it's a extremely prideful thing to think that you can handle all of this on your own wow <laughs> even, even to the point to where the 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 mental space that your husband can't handle it like mm. he can't handle feeding the baby because he don't know how to burp the baby correctly. Ooh. Like, girls, like Ooh, I don't see baby is half his and half yours. Ooh, yes. You better sit down, Mrs. Rosalind. Yes, ma'am. We be thinking we got to do everything. Yes, sit down, honey. This is child too. And that goes to that. That goes to the question of like, how do you? balance yeah how balancing if we're it's black women we're so used to doing everything Mm -hmm. how do we 
Let mm-hmm. our hands go. Because it's hard letting your hands go mm-hmm. when you're so used to No, I'll be fighting out. my life. <laughs> oh, yes. No, I know, I know, I know. I, I really am taken care of. So the first thing is that you got to know you're worthy enough to be helped. Most mm-hmm. of the time we have grown up in households, myself included, where mom did everything. Mm-hmm. She took on the burden. So that has been modeled to you. You have been reared into that mentality. It's also been shameful if you have not, if you seek other support, you're shamed for it. Like, just be strong. I don't want to be strong. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't want to be strong to the point to where I want to be weak. Mm. I would rather be weak and seek out support and later feel better because most of the time when what I've seen a lot of times with burnout is initially you don't know that you're taking on more. It is not until later that you realize I'm burnt out. And what happens is you have this underlying resentment towards all the people in your life because you have not said what you needed help with, nor do you even know that you need help. And so you have this resentment, like nobody reaches out to me and calls me and checks on me. Well, you haven't told them that's what you needed. And, and, and from your husband, from that perspective, you think just because you're in the household and he sees you every day that he knows you need help. They don't. Yeah, and he here's don't the thing know. about mm-hmm. men. Here's the mm-hmm. thing about men. They don't even expect us. They don't even think that they think that we're going to say what we need. Mm-hmm. They don't know that in our minds we low key piss at them because we you ain't but ba- you ain't took the baby from me at night. You right. see me in the middle of the night. It's like you you should know. I'm up here with the baby, and it's like, but you didn't ask. So there's this expectation to read minds because we read minds. We see they need a break. We see they need they play in the game for two hours. They just need a break away from life. But they don't do that. They're very mm-hmm. literal. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't say what you need, you expect other people to do it. And these are unmet expectations that end up creating resentment, Ooh. anger, and frustration. And then you start blaming everybody for the reason why they don't help you and the reason mm-hmm. why you got to do all this stuff. And it's like you have not, you have have an unspoken expectation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I tell Nico, take the baby for an hour. I'm about to get in the bathtub. Girl, this is so good. This is so good. I hope y'all taking notes. I don't. I I don't want. I have a client. I need you to take both these kids, Mm -hmm. so I can make this point real quick. Mm -hmm. I need you to cook dinner for your son. I've been up all night with the baby. Can you get him up in the morning? And and here's the thing: we feel bad about asking that because we think they're going to be upset. Yes. Even if they don't show enthusiasm about it, who cares? We were like, never mind, never mind, never mind. I got it. Like, never I got it. it. I got it. We got to yeah, stop doing it. I guess. Ask for what you want, sis. Ask for what you want. Ask for what you need. My mama comes over here two days a week to wash the baby and wash our clothes. Who is mad? Not me, because I don't want to wash the clothes and fold them. <laughs> put them up for us. Girl, this I, is so I, good. I, I feel so bad. I was like, girl, you don't need to do that. She was like, why? I can do that for you. Okay. And when she did it the first time, I was like, you come in on Tuesday or Thursday. <laughs> because I don't have to wash our clothes. That right. is a load that off takes me. a load off of you. Yeah. Because then Paul goes to the washing machine and get moldy, and then I'm gonna forget have to rewash them and then put yep, them in the dryer. They have to rewash them. Yep. Re- yep. So it's like you, it's the small stuff. Yep. 
And I ain't even talked about like emotional support. So like those are just the small stuff. Yes, take the baby so you can work. I don't have to do that. If these people are available, the problem is the deeper root of it is we think we're a burden. And Mm -hmm. truly, how are you a burden when people are available and want to help? Because it takes a village. It takes a village. Whether you're single or you're married, it still takes a village. Mm So why not use your useful resources? Uh, Here's the thing. The problem is that when we're met with opposition from the people who say they want to help us and they're like, well, can't you do it? Like, what's we're immediately like, I'm going to go back to her. I get uh-huh. Versus saying, no, I really can't. I do need the help. Mm-hmm. My mom was saying to me, you always so tired. Yeah, girl, I can stop you up for the baby. I literally got three hours of sleep last night. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I would still get up and do what I need to do, but I need your help. And eventually it's like, okay, you mm-hmm. need to say if you can't help, but also I'm going to ask. Mm-hmm. And then I think also people, I think we sometimes, especially as black women, we don't want to say, are we begging? So I be hearing sometimes even with my clients or friends and family, if I ask somebody one time and they don't, I ain't gonna ask them no more. But even when people make a comment, like, why you can't do it? And it's like, okay, never mind, because I ain't gonna beg you. But it's not begging. It's just letting them know you give them more information because i'm tired we don't mm-hmm. want to seem or perceive weak. yes we can't do it mm-hmm. it is shameful in the black community to not be a strong black woman mm-hmm. because if you're not strong enough you can't handle this stuff mm-hmm. you can't do it you're mm-hmm. not gonna be big and bad like oh my god i don't want to do it all mm-hmm. nor can my body handle all of that mm-hmm. and and that's the thing and and um it just goes back because like I'm having a reality check myself with this baby because I'm so used to running stuff in my household I'm used to doing everything in my household I'm used to doing that you know and with my husband being at home like with the blood pressure scare or whatever you know they was like you need to be on bed rest for a couple of days Girl, even with me on bed rest, like I'm still trying to get out the bed. I told Chastity, going in the kitchen, trying to watch him fix our son. Like, yeah. Like, how I make it. And my husband looking at me like, go lay down. You know what I'm saying? Go accept mm-hmm. the help that I'm trying to give you. Just because it's you know, not perfectly how you use it. How you do it. it. So even though that goes to like us accepting the help, it may not be how you would do it. You know what I'm saying? But except the hell because i'm not 21 no more exactly and i am 30 (laughs) and i got a full career and two kids yes i don't physically have the capacity and my body has shifted yes so yeah so it doesn't look like I can't go up and down the stairs like I, I remember there was one time mm-hmm. when he was the first born. I told nigga I'm staying upstairs all day. He brought my food upstairs. I felt bad the whole day. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing: I ain't had to go downstairs and do anything. Mm-hmm. How did you push through that? That guilt. It's hard. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it takes practice. It takes you having to just come to the realization that I physically can't do all of this. As much as I want to, I physically can't do it. And also, I'm not a weak person because of that. One of my affirmations for this year is like the one for the rest of this year is I am cared for. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? 
it means that in every capacity, people can do other things for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel the guilt, but I have to just like, let it happen. But the guilt is more so from a place of me feeling ashamed of the fact that I can't do it. Mm. And the fact I can't carry all of this and I want to, but I'm, I, that is a condition. I've been conditioned to do this in my mm-hmm. life. This has been the example. This is what has been modeled to me. Mm-hmm. I am breaking that mold. Just all black women. And yeah. I was listening to a podcast. I'm going to give y'all the name oh, when we you know but she was talking it's it's called motherhood is political i'm just gonna go ahead and tell y'all we shout her out yes hey girl y'all she is the truth she's actually in atlanta but when i tell y'all giving you the raw i was just listening to her and she was saying us as black married women she do like statistics she's big on numbers and she said married women do more work in the household than a single mother does because the married woman is always programming her mind like I got to do this I gotta do this I'm doing this it's my job you know my husband you know he you know she said but that's not she said that's not what it's supposed to be don't be ashamed to deviate your duties and ask for help in the household even if you just clean the bathroom one day and then go back tomorrow and clean the kitchen the next day don't try to do everything all in one day see when i see my husband wash dishes i feel guilty i'm like why are you washing dishes Girl, girl it's like something in me feel like you're supposed to be washing the dishes yeah. why are you been washing dishes you've been working all day i've been where, working all day yeah i think you it takes practice because you get to a point eventually where you just don't care like i told my I husband this the other day care. i said i said i am so proud of myself he was like well i was like because i usually will beat myself up about dishes being in my sink because i was right my the way my mama taught me no dishes in your sink Make your bed up as soon as you get out the bed. Do all of these things. And I used to beat myself up about that. I said, but baby, them dishes been in that sink for two days. I ain't it was a level of pride. I'm not stressing yeah. myself out to clean them. I'm not doing nothing. I get to them when I get to them. And if he decides to clean them, he can clean them. Like I'm not gonna stress myself out about the other thing. Them. The other thing, and I think this could be a rabbit hole, but the other thing that has to be discussed is that our husbands who are black men were raised by black women who did this and modeled yes. this their mind they normalize that that is mm-hmm. what should be done like my husband i know he wants me to be domesticated he'll come home and be like too. you cooking girl what you cook babe who you be cooking and i'll be like um so the days i don't cook he'll come home and be like you didn't cook no and he was like, yeah. why? Because I don't feel like it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to tell y'all. The other, day, the other day, we ate a grilled turkey and cheese sandwich. That is not like me. I cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But I cannot stretch my capacity. I can't mm-hmm. stretch myself no longer. So I said, can you go in there, like you said, and fix Kyle some dinner? He went in there and cooked Kyle turkey burger first. Like, I can't do it. I'm tending mm-hmm. to this baby. Period. He can go in there and cook. This so, yeah. so I think there has to be, it's a reconditioning. Yeah. Because here's the thing. And when you're in your 30s, you're not in your 20s no more. Since you have a career, you have a house. Mm-hmm. Who made all these dang on bills? 
Mm-hmm. Why am I still? Why do I have a house and two kids and I and I still feel childish? Like mm-hmm. I, still, I still want to go to brunch. I yes. still want to see my friends. Like yes. I feel, I want to still be childish. Me too. Real situations happening. Yes. You don't get to, and we're not even talking about sex. We're not even talking about girl. Like, we got to invite you back on. We got to invite you back on, baby, because you hitting some stuff. No, you yeah. we're not even talking oh, about like my body, my libido is trash. Ooh. I get moisturized like I used to. Come on, see. So like, I don't. I don't know what to do. <laughs> What do you mean? Now let us know. Do we need you want some time? Can I have some time to go to sleep? (laughs) Do you You not just understand? Look, do you You not you you have the game? And this is time I'm ready, but I'm sleep and you like touch me. I'm going to bed. Sorry. (laughs) Do you not just understand? I just pushed the baby out. Girl, I was three days after having a baby. (laughs) And Nico said to me. So so when are you good? To- I said, sir, I pushed this baby out three years ago. He couldn't wait till I went to my six week appointment. He's like, I've been waiting for you at the door. Why? Don't wait for me. I'm not at the door. I'm in the bed. I don't and then want- we're not there mentally. We're not there. We're Girl. not there so much. We're not there mentally. Ebony, when you went to your six-week checkup yesterday, what did your husband tell you when you was heading out the door? He said, he said, he said, he said, I walked in the door, he said, make sure. I said, I'm going to go talk to my doctor. Shout out to Dr. Jessica Rufy. She's the best black OBGYN in the city of Memphis. He said, make sure you, I said, I'm going to go talk to Dr. Rufy. He's like, yeah, make sure you talk to her and uh, tell her to go ahead and uh, tie them tubes. So uh, we can get what I say, so we can get busy in the bedroom. Yeah, you know, basically, so we can get it on. So we, so we yeah. can act bad in the bedroom. And I'm like, why are they like this? What do you? What? How do you look the same? Okay, do you still have a like? And I asked Nico once. I said, "Are you still like attracted to my body?" He was like, "Absolutely, I am." Yeah, and absolutely. I, and I, I said, "Look." And after I said what I said, I said. Something kind of like brushed it off. He said, Did you hear what I said? <laughs> Make sure you tell them. So Why we can get the like rocket. We can get so we can get Why it on. Are you like <laughs> Please just let me be. I mean, it's only been two months. Girl. Oh time. God. So, like, even with that, like you're navigating so yes. many things emotionally, mentally, physically, your body's tired. And if you're breastfeeding, that's a whole nother lane. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I have to ask for help. Mm-hmm. I am not 22 no more. Mm-hmm. I am 30, 33 this year. I have a career. I'm trying to make more money so we can put these kids mm-hmm. in daycare. Daycare mm-hmm. is expensive. Like there's no, there's no reason for me not to realize for if somebody says they can't help, then that's okay. But like, if you mad about helping, then don't ask me for what I need. Right. If you're going to say, if you're going to say, well, why can't you do it? Then don't ask me, do you need help with something? Because Are I'm you gonna okay? Ask- no, good. I'm not. <laughs> I'm glad you asked me if I'm good because I'm not. Actually, can you mind doing the bathroom tonight? The, the white people do it all the time. Yes, ma'am. 
They do all it all the time. time. They do it and all the, the time. And the thing is, for me, because I've had, I had my son, my first child is such a young age, and I'm not gonna lie, like with that, it was strictly me. Like I had, it was just me, me and my son, me and my son, me and my son. So my mind is programmed to not ask for help, to not call family members, to mm-hmm. not. My son doesn't go anywhere, you know, none of that. But my mom, y'all, shout out to my mama because. I was on the phone with her yesterday. She was like, I'm off Sunday. I can come over there on Sunday and you want to try y'all can step out for a minute. And I was like, at first when she said that, I was like, you no, no. we good. I said it. I said, no, we good. Cause she already's yeah. coming on the 15th. Yeah. Girl, look, we have to put it on skill on cameras. She's coming on the 15th and she's going to keep the kids while we get out for a minute. And I was like, no, nah, we good. And then she said it again. I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna take her up on that offer, even if we just go driving around the city. We, we my mother, yeah, my mother-in-law <laughs> kept the kids overnight. She's the last two weeks. I, I said I gotta get her a nice birthday gift this year because literally kept the kids overnight. Now my whole brain was like, the baby's gonna fall off the bed. He gonna hit his head. Mm. Something gonna happen. But me and Nico went out, and you had a time. And I acted like a pregnant. I acted like a married woman. I sure did. I sure, I sure did. I was a city girl for twelve hours. Hey, really? <laughs> so, so with that being said, like it's I necessary it. for us to, add. and I think the thing is probably that we don't we we need a list of things to be like. You can help with this. Yes, do my laundry. Mm-hmm. You can do my laundry and I would love you forever. You ain't even got to hold the baby. You ain't got to do nothing. You, <laughs> you ain't got to hold the baby. You don't have to do anything. Let's go to the laundry room. Because one of the things that you really don't want that don't serve you, like, I don't right. really like cooking. I don't like laundry. It's it's just not. Now, baby, I'm going to make us a bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will be bag lady. Mm-hmm. But I will not. I don't enjoy cooking. I'll do it. I'll do it for us. Mm-hmm. It's not my enjoyment. So I, there are things that me and my husband will delegate. You mm-hmm. have to talk to your partner about this stuff to say mm-hmm. what you need. Because mm-hmm. good black men want to help their woman. Like yes. was, there are men that really want to help their woman, and they're like, "I see she doing too much." Get in your mind that you don't have to do everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and and shout out to the women that are single that's having these babies because me and my husband say all the time like I just don't see how mm-hmm. I don't see how y'all because baby it's a struggle it is let me tell you shout and out, I'm to, like, shout out to y'all shout out to the single moms that's having these babies shout and on they stuff doing what they need to do without that support in the house you may do have those outsourced resources but just the overnight support or just the support to say, here, I'm going to take a bath, get the baby for an hour. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all because baby, y'all don't have that. No. Nope. You got to have no, your baby in the bathroom the, with you while you're trying little, to shower. <laughs> baby, I remember, okay. And because I know we can ask more questions, but I remember full transparency when you're, when you first have a baby postpartum, it's hard for you to do number two. Mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> breastfeeding Amir on the toilet while Elijah was tr- I was trying to feed him toast mm. and I said to myself there is no way in this life mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And I it's remember my mama coming in the door because she was picking up Elijah and I said, come get him. I'm trying to get <laughs> the bathroom. It's a real moment. So you see what I'm saying? It's a like, real moment. So to think that I have to be strong in this moment, no, sis, put that. Don't want it. Put that you can have it. Yeah. So. Well, in closing, this has been really, really good. I hope y'all been taking notes. You may have to rewind. That is fine. We may have to make this a part two because this is really, I want to make sure y'all get all of this. I'm be trying to fast forward. So we may mm-hmm. divide this into episodes. But in closing, Rosalind, again, thank you for coming today. This has been really good. Yes. Don't think this is our last side cup of dog. Sure. <laughs> when I said we, we need all the, all Okay, the- I already wrote down like some more topics for the next sure. episode. We invite her on. <laughs> because this was good mm-hmm. so thank you sis for, for coming in spreading the jewels on today but in closing with the journey that you share with us a part of your story that you share with us on today I actually have like two in one a twofer okay so now that you 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 were able to see the light and dark side of the hope within your journey when you was pregnant and with your business and everything with everything that you endured, would you still pick that purpose again and do it all over again when you now knew you knew what was all involved with you going on this journey with having this baby and starting your own? You knew what you were gonna have to endure to get to where you are now, starting your own practice. Would you would you do it again now that you know the pretty and ugly side of your purpose? And two, what have you learned in your faith on this journey as a mom? How has it kind of shaped you? Just this little part. How's it? Well, how's your face shaped so you? So doing it again, I if I knew, I would. Girl, I ain't gonna lie to you. I wouldn't say I want to do it again, but I would do it. I would do it again, knowing that God would always come through. Like mm-hmm. always come through. Mm-hmm. And what I don't, I think we don't realize is that what the Lord is actually doing is trying to give us joy. Mm-hmm. but we really struggle with trying to see the joy on the other side of it but truly obedience brings joy and protection mm-hmm. that's the first thing what my faith has taught me from going through this is that my god cares so much more about my kids than i do mm-hmm. and what i try to think that my control and my love for them runs deep is his runs deeper wow. and he showed me with my first son you think that this is about you and how you feel and how you feel like you messed up as a parent. He's like, I have more purpose for him than you would ever be able to even touch on. Girl. Your job is to just pray and cover and steward. Yes, God. And then I remember I cried really bad when I was pregnant. Like I was on my last week and I said, God, what is going on? And he said, I am trying to push you to pray and cover them and cover these boys in prayer. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to like control what's going to happen. Wow. It's like, you can't control that. And so my faith is what I've learned is that God cares deeper because this, I think about this, like Abraham's life was about generations. Mm-hmm. Asked him mm-hmm. what he did in a season of following God to a a, a land he that knows nothing about mm-hmm. the less generations for Christ to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My kids are generational. When God yeah. does things, he saw me 
Mm-hmm. He saw Rosalind and what Rosalind was going to do to rear two children and two black boys into this world and a generation in this time back when my great-great-grandmother was doing things. Mm-hmm. So because he thinks farther than I can think, he cares way more about that. My job is to just pray, steward, and be obedient. Yeah. However that looks. And so because of that, my faith has to be aligned with him and mm-hmm. trust that he is going to take care. So if I'm struggling with disappointment or struggling with God's not going to take care of me, I don't steward well. I don't get, I'm not on my, I'm not on my job covering. I'm not doing what I need to do to love them as black men Mm. who are emotionally aware and emotionally can like have some intelligence around that for their wives and their kids and their generations. Mm -hmm. So it goes beyond, I think in faith, it's taught me Maybe my son will be, uh, maybe he'll learn sign language. Maybe he'll like have a testimony and be a speaker one day. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what that looks like. Who cares? My mm-hmm. job is to just steward. And so taking yourself out of the, out of the picture to realize that God really thinks generationally is where that. like my faith is now. I love that. And that goes back to building her endurance, building your endurance. The whole time God was building, he was strengthening your endurance. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. I love that. I had to get, write that down, honey. I had to write that down, honey. Because that was good. So, again, thank you again, Rosalind. You laid it down. I love how you, you said that. I have to learn how to stop trying to figure it out and just learn how to be a good steward. God, I am really the steward of these children. <laughs> I don't control them. They're going to spend more time out of their life as an adult outside of my mm-hmm, care. Mm-hmm. I'm just in charge of this infant time, mm-hmm. this infancy time I of their lives. But they're going to live way that. more life without me. So right. you go be, and that's the the way of the cycle life we hope to have it, where I'm going to be gone and they still going to be here, mm-hmm. carrying carrying the baton. Mm-hmm. so i'm only responsible for the 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 very important years of life so right yeah yep i love that learning to let go and to know i don't got to figure anything out i just need right. to know how to store the good i love that right so rosalind i do want you to share with our uh boss up family our bff i want you to share with them how can they find you how can they connect with you and to hear more of all these good gems that you've been sharing with us on today so the main space to find me is probably on instagram I yes y'all <laughs> I, I go in and off on instagram some days i post the truth. I, <laughs> I love sharing my life um right now i'm in a season of just i'm updating life i'm not posting nothing about business or nothing like that i'm just sharing myself um so instagram is rosin renee you can listen to the therapy is a christian podcast um, on all platforms um those are the two of the main spaces i am also in this time too where i'm really talking to my email list so if you want to join my email list just go to my um instagram and you can like click that to sign up with that that's it that's okay. truly where you can find me no one question for the listeners because i know they're probably wondering some of the women are you available to are you ex- still accepting new clients i am oh, accepting yeah. clients you can only live in tennessee and arkansas 
Um, I plan to extend to Mississippi and Georgia this year, but I have to do all of that this year. But yes, um, you can sign up for therapy with me. So all you have to do is um, just send me a DM on Instagram. That'll be the best way. Or if you find me on like Therapy for Black Girls or Psychology Today, you can schedule a consult. Um, But those are like the places you can find. But if you send me a DM on Instagram and say, hey, I heard you on the podcast, then I can send you a link to schedule a consult. Ladies, do y'all hear that? <laughs> Make sure y'all connect. And I ain't gonna lie, I'm, I'm, a toot, I'm a toot the horn of the Lord. I think I'm a great therapist, to be honest. Okay, yeah. period. <laughs> y'all heard the gems today, and it was just like a little appetizer. So imagine what you can get in a full-on session with her. So thanks again, sis, for coming on on today. We love having you on and be looking me, out for another invitation i'm just saying i'm throwing okay. it on no that's fine that's fine anytime <laughs> yeah. you want me i'm good i'm good yes. all right well, we'll take care of yourselves you. ladies yes thank y'all for joining in on today we will catch y'all in the next episode of unapologetically me and Bye.